If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 26, 2023. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma-fucking Gettys. Feeling high, I'm feeling fine. Ooh. I'm feeling the rush. You're feeling Bless. the rush. Tim, can I tell you, you've turned me into a low key uh, LaCroix poppy. LaCroix son. LaCroix son. LaCroix child. Yeah, I have, I've LaCroix? been drinking a lot of LaCroix. Little LaCroix. Yeah. Oh, I like Little yeah. LaCroix, actually. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of LaCroix lately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's been growing on me. Welcome. I used to be a hater. Welcome. This shit slaps. Yeah. Or smacks. Sorry, I know slaps is a, a term for music, not for, for food. You know what? People do your thing. Live your life, bless. Some people say potato, some people say potato. So you've been feeling the rush? I've been feeling the rush. I can't believe it. We all we all saw that trailer yesterday. I'm sure we're going to get into it later, oh, yeah. talking about the uh, the Xbox Direct itself. But um, uh, we we were all in the studio. We had it on the TV. Mike was like reacting to it. But we we had it in the other room playing. Everyone stopped when that started playing. It was like, what is this? And the more the trailer played, the more everyone was like, this looks awesome. Yep. And then like it's out today, and we're like, what? what and then we all went home and played it and i think we all loved it yeah and we're going to talk about it because today's stories include a recap of that xbox developer underscore direct naughty dog is done with uncharted and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every day at 10 a.m live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news need to know about if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny games cast is up right now and it's our dead space review we also review season and talk a bit about hi-fi rush that is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and then speaking of youtube.com slash kind of funny games mike and paris's live reactions to the xbox developer underscore direct uh is up right now alongside a brand new kind of funny x cast breaking down everything they just saw you can catch that on youtube and podcast services around the globe thank you to our patreon producer delaney twining today brought to you by the kind of funny patreon but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. And starting, actually, before we even get to our number one, I, I want to give a shout out because as I was reading through housekeeping, right, going through Gamescast, going through uh, Xcast, right, thinking about how good our KPD, KPDs have been, mm-hmm. like last week, I mean, really the last month, I mean, really the last years, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been very happy with YouTube.com's so kind of funny games lately. So I want to give a, just a 
a shout out, a general shout out to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you haven't gotten the chance to just explore, peruse the YouTube channel, right? See what sticks out to you. Check check things out, right? Like go check out the last episode of the, the, the Blessing Show. Roger worked real hard on that. I worked a little bit hard on that. Go check that stuff out. Go check it out. You know, some would say that this show deserves an Emmy. That's some all would I'm say. saying. Some would say, give us a dang Emmy. Can you custom things that get, get Emmy? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know the rules. But we're going to get an Emmy. Everybody. We're going to get an Emmy. Story number one. Let's talk about everything announced at Xbox and Bethesda's developer underscore direct uh, from January 2023. This is Logan Plant at IGN. The Xbox and Bethesda developer direct for January 2023 aired yesterday as Microsoft and its partners shared updates on games including Redfall, The Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft Legends, and more. Redfall finally has a release date. The co-op vampire shooter from Arkane and Bethesda is coming on May 2nd. We also got a look at some extended gameplay showing Arkane's trademark level design that allows players to take on combat situations in multiple ways. Minecraft Legends is the upcoming action strategy game set in the Minecraft universe, and yesterday we learned the game is coming out on April 18th. Xbox also shared a look at the game's PvP mode, which takes place in the same procedurally generated worlds as the single-player campaign. The gameplay showed off a lot of different strategies, including base building, mob recruiting, and using redstone to take the enemy team down. Turn 10 Studios showed off new gameplay for Forza Motorsport, which is still set for some time in 2023. And then Tango Gameworks' Hi-Fi Rush was revealed, and it's out now on Game Pass. In Hi-Fi Rush, everything moves to the beat. The game, co- the game comes from Tango Gameworks, the studio behind horror games like The Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo. It's a big departure for the studio with bright, upbeat gameplay and a rocking soundtrack. Playing to the beat isn't a requirement, but you get rewarded the better you are staying, uh, staying in time. Tim? There's, of course, a lot we can jump into here regarding yeah. the developer direct, but I feel like me and you are just dying to talk about Hi-Fi Rush. And so how, how much of Hi-Fi Rush have you played? I'm about two hours in um, through the entire tutorial section, beat the first boss, and then uh, a little bit ahead of that as well. Um, and I am having an absolute blast. I think this game is so fucking cool. Like everything yes. about it just oozes personality and style. And we've seen a lot of games like this, but I don't think they've nailed it. This, so far to me, is nailing what it's going for, including its use of licensed music. Like, it's starting off, we get black keys, it's setting the tone. Do I love all of the music choices? No. Is it fun as hell to fight to any of the songs in this? Yes. I love the designs of all the enemies. I love the looks of the the robots you're facing off against. Like, even just the looks of them have personality. Uh, The cel-shaded, like, into the Spider-Verse style of um, art style that they have going for it, I think is very inspired like this is really damn cool the fact that it was a shadow drop and that it's just here and that it's on game pass it's kind of just lining up the w's it's like a a, a url yeah there's i mean there's so much I can, I, can, I can say about this right and i think the place to start would be our conversation that we had at the top of the week where we were talking about the xbox developer direct and there was um the leak from bill bill coon who always tweets out the ps plus uh, uh titles the day before playstation actually announces ps plus right he leaked out the title hi-fi rush coming from tango gameworks and me and you had the conversation just about tango gameworks and what this could be and how they could reveal it and like what's going on here and it's wild how so much of how this happened, I think, line, lines up with what our asks were. Because for me, one of the things I mentioned was wanting something from, from Tango Gameworks that speaks to my taste, right? Because like I thought Evil Within looked interesting. I thought Ghostwire Tokyo looked interesting. I ended up not playing Ghostwire Tokyo because it seemed like it just didn't set the road on fire. Evil Within was one that just never lined up in terms of, of, of time, right? And like those aren't necessarily my 
types of games fully, right? I'll check out those games, I'll play those games, but they're not the, the games that excite me the most. When I saw the trailer for Hi-Fi Rush, I was like, oh shit, a colorful rhythm action game that like, it looks like it has some elements from Jet Set Radio, some elements from Sunset Overdrive, some elements from the animation of Into the Spider-Verse. They're mixing in so much here. Like some of the, the rhythm action stuff from um, Metal Hellsinger. They're mixing so much here that speaks to me so specifically and also that reaches way outside the, their wheelhouse as Tango Gameworks. I would, I would never – if you put this game in front of me without telling me the developer – I would never put Tango Gameworks on the list of like, I would sit here like, I don't know, man, like who could make a game like, is this from Insomniac? Like, who? I would go down through so many other developers before I would get to Tango Gameworks putting out a game like this. And then like bringing up Insomniac, right? Like I think there's the obvious comparisons to things like Sunset Overdrive, but there's also a Ratchet and Clank uh, comparison to be made. There's a Kingdom Hearts comparison to be made. Like I think that they just kind of were like, they had an idea that they're like, yo, we know this works because elements have worked in so many different games. Let's just do it ourselves. And I love it because we rarely see that. Like, there's so many things about this game and the way that it was released that we rarely see. Yep. Like, one of them being Tango Gameworks making a smaller title. One being them making a game that's completely out of their wheelhouse. Yes. Another being the Shadow Drop. A Shadow Drop of a bigger, I mean, a, a first-party studio. A first-party studio, right? And it's not. And it'd be one thing if this was a... Hey, this is a very small game, right? It's like, hey, three people in the studio were working on the on on this game. We tried to dropping it because you know that is going to be a word of mouth thing. Like this is a, there's a lot of effort put into this game. The more I play this game, the more I'm like, yo, there's a lot of polish and production, and I'm sure budget that 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 went into this thing. And for me, so much of it so far in my time has been successful. Like I've also played uh, a few hours. I'm halfway through the third level. Um, maybe most of the way through the, through the third level. I. The more, I, the more I played this game last night, the more I fell in love with it, yeah. where it starts off and it is, you know, my one critique so far is that it is very front loaded with tutorial stuff that stops you in your tracks a yeah. lot in that first level. And so getting into that stuff, I was like, all right, cool. I had to like press the, the, the action buttons on beat. All right. I've seen this concept before. It's not always successful. Let's see how this goes. And to the game's credit, they're very forgiving with that. It is, hey, you don't have to press every single thing on beat. It is when you press the button on beat, you are getting bonus um, uh, like score and bonus attacks uh, and stuff like that, right? It is the more you play on beat, the better you play. But we're not going to punish you extremely like horribly if you're not all the way on beat, right? Which I know is such a struggle is a struggle for a lot of players out there. Um, so there's that. There is again the presentation that is so vibrant. I put up a tweet uh, yesterday where I was like, man, the main character's name is Chai. He has a little cat robot buddy named 808. I put up a tweet saying, like, yo, if Xbox ever makes their own Smash Brothers game, they got to put these guys front and center. Uh, and like, I tweeted it with a clip of just the idle animation of Chai, just like doing like a like a like a bounce and then also doing like a snap. And the animation to it is so clean. And you look in the backgrounds and it's like, there's so much going on and it all looks so smooth and it's all animated so well. And then there's the gameplay, which works really well, right? The, I'm at the point now where I have... Uh, a new um, a newish ability that I've unlocked where it is you are basically grappling hooking onto an enemy with like this magnet thing that you have and it reminds me of Spider-Man right hey I just got done beating the uh, one uh, robot's ass let me zip line to the other side of the, the arena to then start beating on this thing without wasting my time trying to run around the arena like they've really thought out the, the, the action in terms of keeping things going because it is about the rhythm right it is about being in the zone and so far we're for where I'm at in the game they're absolutely nailing that yeah, no, it's I. this is such a great surprise. You love to see it, especially from Xbox. I think seeing them, this is now um, one of the 
rare times that they have a, a surprise release like this. I think Pentiment is another example of not surprise release, but uh, a surprising title from yeah. a team and what we expect from them. And it's cool that uh, not only are the is leadership up at Xbox allowing them to do this, but supporting it in more unique ways, like releasing this. I think this was the best marketing strategy for this game possible. Yes. And it's how often do we see games that look like this in indie directs or in any type of showcase? And we're like, well, that looks cool. And then we may or may not hear about it for the next three years. And by the time it actually comes out, it's like, oh, shit, that's coming out next week. Let, me tell, you, let me tell you about this game called Somerville <laughs> <laughs> that like we talked about forever and looked like the coolest thing in the world and then came out and then people barely talked about it. Right. Like the game was yeah. OK. But yeah, like that, it's, it's rare you see something like this. And, you know, I want to give like a kudos to Xbox for having Pentiment and this game, right, kind of be back to back in terms of really cool special projects that their studios are, are, are working on. I think, you know, we talk, we've talked for a long time about Xbox building something with their release cadence, and I think we're finally getting to a point where they're starting to hit, and, like, not all the games are hitting, right? Like, Somerville was launched as an Xbox console exclusive, didn't set the world on fire. High on Life is another one, right? And, like, now High on Life is kind of a weird one with Justin Roiland, but High on Life, upon release, for the people where that game hit, that game hit pretty well. And so now you're we're in this place with Xbox where it feels like they're starting to have things back to back to back. They have uh, they did their Xbox Developer Direct, which we just recapped, and like the first half of the year has stuff going on, which is more than what we can what we've been able to say about Xbox. Yeah. You know, we have a Forza, we have Redfall coming through, um, we have Minecraft Legends coming through. Uh, yeah, like I feel like those dominoes that we keep talking about are starting to fall now. Of course. We want bigger dominoes to fall and make yeah. bigger ripples. I don't. I don't know that I would necessarily say like we've seen this before. Xbox has released games before, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I don't know that I necessarily think that this is the dominoes falling. I do think this, combined with the release dates they announced, is at least a sign of oh, they're setting up the dominoes. They're starting to get them set. Are they going to knock it over? I, I don't know because there is still the big questions like. Doing this, not having an actual date for Forza, weird. weird. I don't think it's the end of the world because they are saying it's still going to be in that first, uh, in that 12 months since the they they did the, the showcase last year. Uh, they're saying it's going to be before June. So, all right, I expect we're going to get that, and they're just working on the details, and like that's not the, the worst thing. We knew Starfield wasn't going to be there. But what's where's your head at now with Starfield? It's a good question because we we had the pizza bet a few weeks ago, or maybe mm -hmm. last week, where we were talking about like which one's going to get delayed into the second half of the year. Are we going to see Redfall in the first half, or are we going to see Starfield in the first half? And let me tell you, things are looking really good for you <laughs> right now. They are because you said that we'd get Redfall in the first half and then Starfield in the second half, and I'm starting to get to that place too. And I think for me, it's just the shock of how much can you delay this game. Right, and we've seen as much as you have to. Please, Xbox. Please, anybody listening. Get Starfield right. Whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. Whatever it takes. It's so important to the brand. When we said the same thing about Halo Infinite. I know. look what happened. They didn't listen. They didn't listen. But, but they delayed that game like crazy as well. They didn't right? delay it enough. They didn't. Fair enough. They didn't. But I feel like at some point you got to shit or get off the pot, right? Like... How but am I going to be strategically in 2025 <laughs> talking about where is Starfield? Um, but yeah, no, that said, right. I think my head with Starfield right now is I, it'll either come out like late June or just second half of the year. Right. I'm still, I'm still waiting for whatever this uh, Starfield showcase is going to be. Cause I mean, I'll bring in story, story number two, right. Uh, Xbox confirms it will return to LA for the, an, for an, um, an annual summer showcase. This is Travis Northup at IGN. 
In a blog post recapping the recent online event, Xbox confirmed that it's working on a standalone showcase in Los Angeles this summer. In a paragraph about upcoming game announcements, Xbox wrote, quote, As we announced previously, in order to dedicate the proper amount of time for a deep dive into Bethesda Game Studios' Starfield, a standalone show is in the works, end quote. They went on to write, quote, in addition to this, our teams are working hard and looking and look forward to sharing even more of what is next for our fans when we return to Los Angeles for our yearly showcase this summer, end quote. Xbox last had a physical showcase in Los Angeles in 2019, which, Tim, I want to check on that. Is that true? Like, is the, have the last few showcases for Xbox not been in L.A.? Or, like, what's the detail well, there that I'm missing? There's the whole pandemic thing, less, where they just didn't have live in-person things. Was it, wait, what? Did they not do one last year, though? Am I crazy? Uh, that wasn't, that was just like a, in their own studio type thing, right? Like, maybe I'm making up an Xbox showcase in my head, or maybe I'm no, there up- was an Xbox showcase during Summer Games Fest, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't a theater or okay. anything. Yeah, gotcha. it was like more like shot here, like uh, this type of place. Gotcha. Xbox last had a physical showcase in Los Angeles in 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic and an increasingly remote first, uh, first world, uh, put put in-person events like E3 on hiatus. Uh, While Xbox specifically mentioned a showcase in Los Angeles around the E3 window in the summer, it's worth noting that they did not mention the Electronic Entertainment Expo by name, which is set to take place June 13th through 16th this year, making its return to the Los Angeles Convention Center for the first time since 2019. Yeah, Uh, this is last year where it looks like they're almost in their own version of the Dome, Tim. Dome, baby. Dome it up. I don't know Therapy, why. Get out of the this, dome. It's like this is like a Mandela effect thing where I could have sworn I got like an invite in my email of like come to the Xbox showcase, but I must be complaining no, you, or something. You, else. Yeah, they they did. It was a viewing for this. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But, um, I'm extremely excited about this news. I love video game showcases. I love the theatrics of it all, and um, there is a, a very real concern for me and and dozens of other people like me out there. Um, that we were going to lose them, right? PlayStation backing out of E3 uh, many years ago was the end of an era. And the, we've seen the shift. And, you know, it's, I think that the way that PlayStation has done its showcases, uh, not so much the state of plays, but its showcases and Nintendo Directs when they hit, it's kind of the optimal way to deliver the information to just kind of like not waste people's time, right? Mm. But when you want to have fun, you get on stage. You gotta get on stage. You get the audience you get, cheering. Yeah, you bring people. You bring out. the orchestra. You really fucking go all out. And I, I love that Xbox <laughs> is still committing to that because you you don't get the Keanu Reeves moment right at from uh, just watching the showcase. It, it's you still get the pop right that you just Elba showed up in a trailer. We're still like, whoa, that's crazy. But like Keanu coming out, you know, is 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 special. Of course. <laughs> How crazy would it be if like Xbox brought out the the same orchestra that PlayStation did that one time? Yeah, man. And they're like, "Yo, dude, <laughs> just go game to game, just like fucking do do the same what PlayStation 2016 conference, do that." So with this, Xbox mm-hmm. announcing they're doing this, the return, they probably are going to talk about Starfield. They probably have a lot of other things to talk about. Do we think PlayStation ever does it again? No. You just no. think that's over? I've given up on it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's over. I think PlayStation has found success with the PlayStation Showcase, it being what it is. And I think it comes with less the, less of the stress of having to put, put things together. And I think the audience fickleness of like of live events, I, I'm sure, has scared them to some extent. Where I feel like there's every year where where you go you watch a PlayStation Showcase or you watch a PlayStation Showcase and it's like, oh man. Got the guy on the flu, or you? It was like what that last is part two showcase that started off with like them in the church, and then that weird transitional thing, and then they get into all that. Like that 
probably cost them so much money for an audience reaction that was like, oh yeah, the games look cool, but this church thing was weird. Like, what's going on here? Like, why is this guy playing the flute? I think I I, I could see I could see uh, PlayStation being like, hey, our showcases are so good when we just do them as straight up um, like direct style streams. That why sh why should we go back to re renting out like a big venue and and and, and doing all this stuff? You know, I'm I'm going for the Tim Gettys get hyped Gatorade get moment hyped, in 2023. I think we get the return of a PlayStation press conference this year. Whoa. We're getting E3 back. We're getting Summer Game Fest. They're head to head. It's all happening, whatever. We've been talking a lot about PlayStation Phase 2, PS5 Phase 2. What's it look like? We, when you just talked about PS4, right? They had th that amazing couple years of E3s. And that last E3, the last time they did the big in-person thing, like, yes, it was a different format. I think that they got really creative and it worked for some people, didn't work for others. But I think the difference there is that wasn't an E3 about announcements. That was an E3 about solidifying y'all already know about uh ghosts we're going to show you more mm. last of us 2 we're going to show you it right going through the different games that we knew were coming out we expected already to get an e3 like the one with the orchestra that started with god of war ragnarok and then just kept fucking kept going. banging over and over and over like maybe maybe they're like yo we got the if stuff there's, now if there's one year to come back i think it would be this year Hell because yeah. they didn't do the playstation showcase yeah. last year right so there's so much built up um uh to talk about get right. to the what shrine is, auditorium what like what are my guys sucker punch working on what's ben studio working on Good what's question. haven studio working on where's Good last West faction like Good there's question. so many questions to be answered you can answer them on the stage and you could answer them on the stage i think that would be a powerful way to do it but going back to the xbox conversation going back to starfield specifically right because the reason why i wanted to jump into into this was for the second paragraph Quote, as we announced previously, in order to dedicate the proper amount of time for a deep dive into Bethesda Game Studio Starfield, a standalone show is in the works. That's what they said as of yesterday. What do you think that is? Like, what, when I mean, do we I, get this show? When do we get Starfield, Tim? Um, I mean, those are great questions. I, I feel like they are saying what they're saying and not saying what they're not for a reason hmm. where we're going to get a date for that thing the moment that they're ready to give a date but not a second earlier. I don't, the moment we get a date for Starfield, the game's coming out that time. I don't think it's going to get delayed again. Mm -hmm. It could get delayed out of the 12 uh, month period that they originally said, but the moment it gets a date, I don't think it's moving. Um, so I think that they're going to be really, really careful with that. How they handled the show yesterday, I think was very wise of them having different formats. We've seen um, all the big guys try out different um, formats for the showcases. And this one seemed to work for what they were going for. They, uh, kind of what I was just saying about PlayStation a couple of years ago. It's like, known quantities, just give us more info. We know about Redfall. We've seen Redfall a bunch of times now. Cool, now we have the date. Now we have the info that we're looking for. Um, I think that the Starfield one is going to be way more like one of those dedicated state of plays. Mm -hmm. That it's like, yo, it's The Last of Us. Here's the state of play. Watch this because you're excited about it. You're going to get the info you're looking for. It's going to have to have the date. So whenever this thing happens, it has the date attached, and I think they're going to hit it. So because of all of that, I don't necessarily think it is imminent. Oh, it's happening next week. Yeah, I can see it happening in a few months. I can see it happening maybe like later in spring. You know, I, I'm, my thing is with them making the dedication of in that last Microsoft Xbox showcase saying, hey, all this stuff's coming out in the next 12 months. Um, I don't think you can get to June and say nothing. I think at the very least, you got to update people on, hey, Starfield is not, is not coming out. Yeah. Right? Because people are going to get crazy on the internet right people are their audience is going to want to have more information remember god of war 
I forget what happened with God of War. Well, just get, they weren't giving updates on the, the the release date, and then people were fucking weird about it. Oh, know? oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah, generally, yeah. yeah, people being being weird, weird about it. Yeah. I th- I think especially because Xbox has said, hey, next twelve months, that kind of puts them on a timeline that they put themselves into. They have to give us some sort of update on that, and I'll think. Like March, April would maybe be the latest time you would do uh, the showcase and then give um, a release date. And I could see that release date being sometime in the fall. Like, see, I, 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 when you get into the spring, though, you have to remember Redfall was dated for May 2nd. And mm-hmm. like, does that step on Redfall's marketing and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, but I, I don't think it does as much if you are saying, hey, it's later. It's later out. Right. Like, I think if you do it, well, let's let's say April. Right. If you, if you do it mid-April. I think you're I think you're enough out of the way of star, of um uh, of Redfall and then maybe you you even do say hey this game is coming out September or whatever or November or whatever for Starfield and it I ends think up we're at the out. point with Xbox uh, I, we joke about the dominoes all the time but like I I legitimately think that part of the dominoes falling is not stepping on each other's toes for marketing but to work together to have a cohesive like movement with everything and building that momentum. Cause like thinking back to it where last of us two came out and then the month later ghost came out. Right. And we were, we were as an industry, we're like, they're never, they're never going to actually do that. Like the marketing's not going to work. It fucking worked. Right. Mm. I think that Xbox could do that. And especially with the games that now we've been hearing about for a long time, if they get this nice momentum going of, let's just say that Starfield does release in. Let's just say July. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's say Forza, or I guess July's past their date. Let's, we're getting into some weird territory here. Of course. But like between Forza, Redfall, and Starfield, if they can have that month after month after month, that's some. Re- that's there's great marketing there that they can cross promote using the Xbox brand, using the Game Pass brand, like the com- the TV commercial playing during whatever sports finals are happening during that time period can have all three. You know, and hey, it's available on Game Pass. So we're talking about Xbox, we're talking mm-hmm. about Game Pass, we're mm-hmm. talking about marketing. I want to bring in a question from Nano, who writes in economyfunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, Hey, y'all, we all have our preconceived notions about shadow-dropped games. They seem to be really hit or miss, or just be an, oh, cool new game, a moment that we all forget about. Not with Hi-Fi Rush, though. Does Hi-Fi Rush break that mold, or is this a possible lack of confidence on Xbox's part because they just didn't know how to market or really set up a game like this? Do you expect Xbox to do more more of this now with future passion projects as little surprises that just get us uh, all excited for cool games? I, for one, am glad we heard nothing about it besides the leak because it's just it's just such a joy to experience so fresh without any pre, uh, previous looks. Thanks, nanobiologist. Tim, where do you where do you where do you stand on? Do you think Xbox is going to do more shadow drops like this? Uh, I think that they they can. Like it's all about coming up with the new types of ways to deliver the content, market the content, and get it out to the people. Because I've always said this, but like I am a fan of video games being able to have different types of announcement to release pipelines. Where there are the big unicorn games I always talk about, where it's like, sure, we did just get a a, a logo on a, a image with a, a TM mark. And we're like, all right, cool. This is a game that's coming at some point, maybe, but we're excited for it. We're excited to get updated on it. And if every game worked that way, it'd be extremely frustrating. But when it is just a handful of heavy hitters, I think that's fun and exciting on the other side of that spectrum, things like shadow drops where it's like, you don't know about this thing at all. Hey, it's available. Now there's a, a strategy there that really needs to, to line up perfectly to hit. And I think that hi-fi rush is probably the first example of all the things actually lining up to hit because mm-hmm. I feel like what Nano's saying here of like, oh, hey, this is kind of cool. The game's out today. Oftentimes, it feels 
lesser than. It doesn't feel important. I feel like they presented this as if it was important. They presented it as if it was like a extremely hype surprise during their showcase that was already a limited showcase. It's not like there was 10, 15, 20 games announced and, oh, one of them is out today. It was like, yo, there's like five games we're talking about and one new surprise is out now. I think that that's unique that we haven't seen before for that type of presentation. And that's why I think this is working on top of it being an awesome game. Yeah, exactly. I think for me, Game Pass is the game changer here where you don't have to make the argument of, ah, oh, man, all right, this game's out today. Am I just going to drop $60, $70 out of nowhere to buy this thing? The fact that as an Xbox owner, you probably at this point already have Game Pass. And so it really is just going on, downloading and trying it out. And for a game that I think speaks for itself and also has a trailer and has visuals and a design that I think is so attractive is going to yeah. immediately get people in. It is so poppy looking. And I think it is going, it, Hi-Fi Rush spoke to such a wide audience upon just seeing the trailer. Those people are going to, are, are going to flock to Game Pass like Magnus to check it out at the very least. And I think that's very easy to do when it is out today. You know, like I, I it's hard for me to even imagine the, the, the rollout plan for if this game was, let's say, announced a year ago or two years ago and it was a slow, uh, slow walk toward, all right, here's the debut trailer. All right, here's the story trailer. All right, here's, and like, building hype i think hype cannot can sometimes be uh, or games can sometimes be a victim of, of hype depending on what their marketing cycle is oftentimes are oftentimes and i think being able to just go hey hi-fi rush is out now here's a trailer go play it right now to like experience what the game is without building up all the stuff so it can uh, um, be let down in your expectations i think is a smart way to do it and game pass i think is such a, a key aspect of that and also bear br uh, brought it up earlier right but like there's a tweet from phil spencer uh, somebody on uh, twitter named tim dog uh tweeted out any thoughts or comments on hi-fi rush uh, extremely positive reaction um also congrats on the shadow drop found uh, tim's alt account yeah, yeah tim's sure. alt account exposed because you're the dog dude i am the dog <laughs> Dog dude. This is a dog dude. Uh, X, uh, Xbox P3, a.k.a. Phil Spencer, re replied to, uh, to Tim Dog and said, All credits go to Tango Gameworks. They had an idea to build something new. Shadow Drop was from Bethesda. It's fun to have some positive surprises. Xbox Game Pass makes the Shadow Drop easy. It won't be right for all games, but awesome reaction to Hi-Fi Rush. And I think that's the thing, is finding the games that that does work for. I think something like Hi-Fi Rush, that works perfectly for because I think the game speaks for itself in that first trailer and in that first showcase and you can go play it right now and check it out for yourself. And it immediately is fun. I think something, smaller projects like this, quote-unquote smaller projects because Hi-Fi Rush seems like it's a lot, uh, it, it's, it took a lot of effort to actually make. But like, you know, I w my question would be how would this work for a game like Pentiment, right? I mean, I, not well. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be like cool, but like, it's like that is the difference where it's like th what you're saying is the it's that perfect storm that starts with an amazing trailer that's just catchy and it's just like they know they got the stuff, they know that people are going to watch that. And the, the people that are going to be interested in that type of game, of which there are many, because I feel like it speaks to a lot of different genre type players, they're going to see that and be like, I need to play that right now. Yeah. Whereas with Pentiment, it's like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Oh, it's out now. That's like, that's neat, but I don't think that it's that like. Yo, stop Yo. the office, everybody! Like this is this is so cool that they're like doing my it. question. Another question I'll throw I'll throw to you, Tim. If well, real, real quick, let me say something. Dude, like remember this question. I because I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, this yeah. is a, an important point about the Pentiment versus Hi-Fi Rush. Um, reviews are marketing, right? Like the the game publishers are like look at IGN, look at us, look at people reviewing their games as marketing for their games, right? There's that critical conversation that might convince people. To play a game that yeah. they wouldn't before. When you see a Twitter post from Nibel that's like all tens, yeah. like oh, oh I, shit, I gotta I check, check this out. out. Pentiment's that type of game to me. One thousand. Pent Pentiment is like a oh, it's getting critically beloved, 
we should check this out. There's something here. I think High Five Rush is the different thing where clearly no reviews. There wasn't time to review it. That didn't matter. The game's cool enough. It speaks for itself just for how it oozes coolness all over your bodies, all, everybody. All over your bodies. All right? Now, my question for you is Rollerdrome. If yeah. Rollerdrome was a shadow drop in that PlayStation State of Play and they were like, hey, and you can play this right now, do you, how do you think that would have changed the, the launch and release of that game? I mean, I think that, that it would have helped Rollerdrome a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think that... I think Rollerdrome's even more niche than, than this is. There's like... There's sure. an appeal... I think that the... the the kind of like stylish action game element of it, it's a little bit, I don't want to say deeper, but it is kind of like there's a, like Rollerdrome has an arcadiness to it that I think that this doesn't. This has more of like a, a core game vibe to it. For sure. Like this is a character action game where you are like you are upgrading your character. There is like there's depth to it in that, in, in that sense. For I, br- I bring up Rollerdrome just for the idea of that's a game that I'm surprised didn't get. I'm surprised and I'm not surprised that it didn't get more conversation and more like hype upon its release. Uh, at that state of play when we first saw it, I think all of us were like, yo, this looks dope as fuck. But then we kind of had that come down of like, all right, like that state of play was a few months ago and then the game comes out and we play it and we're like, oh yeah, like the game is really cool. I loved it. I mean, it was in my top 10 last year. Yeah, but I I feel like that conversation didn't persist enough for what Roller Drone was. Whereas if it was treated like uh, Hi-Fi Rush, granted, like so far... I'd say I like Hi-Fi Rush more than Rollerdrome, and that's not an insult to Rollerdrome. Me too. That's just me trying that's to... That's a compliment. That's me trying to put you put in context of where I'm coming at with this. If Rollerdrome was a, hey, here's this dope-ass trailer for this game that looks like Jet Set meets, meets Tony Hawk meets uh, Doom, right? Like, And you can play it right now. I feel like we would everybody would have spent that next two to three days talking about Rollerdrome nonstop. It would it would have had that uh, more of that pop than it actually did when it came out. See, but like, again, going back to the perfect storm thing, there's other elements at play. Mm-hmm. The, the Game Pass side of it, right? The Tango side of it, right? Like, yep. there's just, this was too good to be true. This is like a once in a lifetime thing. And, and they pulled it off. It is so impressive that this happened. And seeing that trailer, the, even them having fun with it, of like, uh, Tango from the makers of The Evil Within, seriously. And the evil within too, obviously. It's like yeah. this is just fun. Like they get it, and like there's a pedigree there, and there's a this feels like, hey, one of our Bethesda studios is putting out a new IP and it's awesome. Check it out. You don't just get to do that all the time. Like this is like and especially the the timing of having the um showcase yesterday and just being able to do all of this with Game Pass and all that. I just feel like it's the the perfect storm. Whereas even with Roller Drum, there's missing elements there that even if they did it it would have been cool but right. i still think there's there's too many barriers of entry 1000 percent, tim before we get into our next news story i want to tell people out there about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can of course get exclusive shows like kind of feudy like the next gen podcast and like the the shit list um you can also get it you can also well i was gonna say you can write in but you can actually do that for free kind of funny comes escape pd um you can go there though and you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors Yo, what's up? I'm Blessing, the host of Kind of Feudy, the show where I ask members of Kind of Funny to answer questions like, name a game where you can fight giant enemies. Name a type of animal you can play as in Diddy Kong Racing. Name a PlayStation character who you'd want on your pickup basketball team. <laughs> 
Name a game genre that Greg Miller refuses to play. Good Games is not on there, but it was written in quite a bit. And see how many audience members voted for that answer. And it usually makes them kind of mad. Red Faction is our 30 point oh, answer. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. That is our fourth most popular answer. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I'm still waiting for Bless to be like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you guys are so bad at this game. Catch up on the latest episodes right now, exclusively on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And we've talked a lot about Xbox. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some PlayStation with story number three. Naughty Dog says it's moved on from Uncharted and could do the same with The Last of Us. This is Tom Ivan at video. <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> like Neil Druckmann is just like has a hostage situation going on over there. Uh, Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has said the studio has moved on from the Uncharted series and could do the same with The Last of Us. Should it decide not to proceed with a third mainline series entry? The Last of Us series has sold over 37 million copies since it de its debut in 2013 and is currently in the spotlight thanks to the successful launch of an HBO TV adaptation this month. Naughty Dog is also developing a standalone Last of Us multiplayer game, which will include its own story and a new cast of characters. Despite the franchise's commercial and critical success, Druckmann has claimed that, the Na that Naughty Dog's parent company, Sony, wouldn't pressure the company into continuing the story of Ellie and Abby uh, that was told in 2020's The Last of Us Part Two. He told BuzzFeed that if the studio can come up with a compelling story for Part 3 and is passionate about the project, it will make it. If not, it might decide to move on from the series, like it has chosen to do with its other blockbuster franchise, Uncharted. Quote, I know there's a bunch of people wondering about The Last of Us Part 3 and whether that will be a thing or not, he said. All I can say is, at Naughty Dog, we're very, very privileged that our publisher, Sony, uh, our publisher is Sony, uh, which means Sony funds our games, supports us, and we're owned by Sony. They have supported us every step of the way to follow our passions, meaning that just because something is successful, people think there's all this pressure and we'll have to make a sequel. That's not the case. For us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games, and we're able to put our uh, final brushstroke on that story and say that we're done. We're moving on. Likewise, with The Last of Us, it's up to us whether we want to continue or not, he said. Uh, quote, our process is the same thing we did with uh, when we did part two, uh, which is if we can come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love, uh, just like the first and second game did, then we will tell that story. If we can't come up with something, uh, we have a very strong ending with part two, and that will be the end. End quote. Love it. Love to hear it. I feel like we're going to get a part three, and I feel like it's going to be fantastic because of everything you said here. I'm not forced to do it. They're only going to do it if they believe in it and they want to do it. Um, I have a feeling they're going to find that story yeah. and they're going to tell that story. Um, and I'm excited to, to get that story in multiple mediums, uh, I'm sure. And uh, when it comes to Uncharted, I, I'm definitely bummed. I love Uncharted. I wish I can get Uncharted for the rest of time. If it was up to me, we'd get a Lost Legacy every year. And if that's too much, mm -hmm. fine, every two years. Um, <laughs> but just smaller stories. I just love the big set pieces. I love what Uncharted can offer. Um, and I love what Naughty Dog does. Do I want to see a new IP from them? Absolutely. I just want to see everything from Naughty Dog. Yep. Like, I wish Naughty Dog could, like, clone itself. You know, Naughty Dogs. Naughty Dogs. dogs. Um, it's our sister studio. And, you know, Good. so so I imagine this isn't the end of Uncharted. There will no. be new Uncharted. There's been so many rumors that other teams are working on it, and I'm sure at some point we'll get information on that. Maybe on stage at the Shrine Auditorium during this summer's... Are you leaking something right now? <laughs> like, I don't know. You said that like, like you know something. Oh, there's the there's the patented Whoa, Tim Gettys wink. He's doing a Jeff Grubb. He's phoning a Jeff Grubb right now. He's definitely not. Don't report on this. Don't report on <laughs> Don't this. Don't report on and this. And if you do report on this, here's the thing that I want you to report, everybody. I want you to listen to me really goddamn clearly. They've stopped listening. 
I ain't leaking no Uncharted. That's not what I'm saying. I'm leaking the fact that, give me my one, PlayStation is going to return to the Shrine Auditorium okay. live in person <laughs> this summer for a press conference to show off Phase 2 of the PlayStation 5. Will it into existence, Bless? Will it uh, into existence? He, he's saying this with a joking tone. Outlets out there that want to write an article. It's not. He's not being serious. He might know Will things, it. but I don't think he knows things. But he might know. I things. I don't know shit because he's Tim Gettys. Okay, he doesn't know. Except shit. the future, where this oh, summer. God damn, it. God damn it! He keeps doubling down. He keeps doubling down. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna get more Uncharted. Yeah. Like I, I am. I would bet so many pizzas. <laughs> so all the pizzas. I would bet all the pizzas that within the next five years you will get a new Uncharted game. It won't be developed by Naughty Dog. But you will get a new Uncharted game. It might be a remake, but you will get a new Uncharted game, right? Mm-hmm. Like you I haven't gonna... even thought about the concept of a remake. I... Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, shit. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, probably going to happen. <laughs> right? like, I mean, that was the idea. Oh, man. It, the report feels so long ago. that, that I think it was like a Jason Trier thing. But it was before. Like, Last is Part 1 remake was conceptualized by the, the San Diego studio, but not Sony San Diego. It was like the secret San Diego studio that was working on yeah. it. It was like the visual arts group. And then, like, but before Last is Part, they got to Last of Us, they were like, yo, what if we just remade Unch- Uncharted? That's a game that seems like it could be remade. And then they were like, eh, it'd be easier to remake Last of Us, a modern game. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. But if it's easier because it's modern, then it doesn't need a remake. I digress. I digress, Tim. All yeah. I'm saying is that you're going to get more Uncharted. We're getting more Uncharted. We're getting more Tilu. We're getting new IPs, I'm sure, from Naughty Dog. It's going to be a good time to be alive, man. And I, I just, again, I think the most important takeaway from this is that Neil Druckmann is praising the hell out of Sony and just continuing to uh, echo things that we've heard many times from other studio heads about how PlayStation Studios functions and supports their teams to allow them to do the games that they want and not force them to do other things. Uh, if... At PlayStation's E3 press conference, they announced that will be live on stage. <laughs> that will be live on stage at the Shrine the Theater. Shrine Auditorium. Is that a real shrine place? Theater. Yeah, that's where I hosted the Final Fantasy event. Oh, cool. Okay, so it'll be like it just happens to be my favorite of the places. It's where they also did the uh, Sony, the epic E3 conferences, the gotcha. Orchestra One, and all that stuff. If PlayStation seven thousand people, if PlayStation live. seats seven thousand people live in an auditorium this E3. And there, and you see the Uncharted logo, and mm-hmm. it's Uncharted One Remake. <laughs> what are your thoughts on if Nathan Drake pops up, but it doesn't look like like Nathan Drake from the game? No, it looks like Tom Holland. No! <laughs> it's Tom Holland's no! likeness. They, it's Timothy Holland. We 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 missed that. And the other guy who played solely. <laughs> the other no, guy. not Marky Mark. The other guy. Yeah, Marky Mark. <laughs> Michael Sarah. Timothy Holland. I did call him Timothy Holland and the other guy. (laughs) The stars of Uncharted. The stars of the Uncharted movie. Timothy Holland and the other guy. It's funny Photoshop. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. Um, Yeah, man. I I don't think. I I think that that's. Listen, they changed Spider Man's face. They'll do anything over there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, Spider Man also kind of looks a little bit like Timothy Holland. But, but, you know, the bone structure is hard to capture for the next gen uh, hardware, bless. That's why they had to change his face. That's why. Why they changed his face. Speaking of reimagining, story number four, we got a Dead Space review roundup for you. Right now, Dead Space, the remake, is sitting on Metacritic at an 89 and on OpenCritic at an 88. Uh, Tristan Ogilvy at IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 and says, With a stunningly redesigned spaceship, a smartly and subtly enhanced story, and spectacularly reimagined action scenes, Motive Studio has managed to successfully breathe new life into the seminal sci-fi horror universe of Dead Space. Despite the fact that I've returned to the 2008 original several times over the years and found it to hold up fairly well, my latest journey through the darkened hallways of the USG Ishimura uh, still managed to consistently surprise me and pull me into Isaac's plight far more than ever before. 
while still satisfying my desire to, but, to butcher, butcher undead astronauts with an enjoyable arsenal of wildly unsafe mining tools. It's clear that this superb Dead Space remake has been a labor of love uh, for the team at Motive Studios, who very carefully balanced innovation and renovation with, <laughs> with preservation. Uh, and uh, to their credit, the end result is undoubtedly the definitive way to experience or re-experience one of the best survival horror shooters that Capcom never made. <laughs> wow. That's really good. And then Marcus Stewart uh, over at Game Informer gave it a 9 out of 10 and says, rather than reinvent the wheel, Motive made Dead Space look nicer, play better, and preserve, preserved the core of the experience. Its new flourishes add to the enjoyment instead of subtracting. And then Greg Miller at Kind of Funny gave it a 4 out of 5 and had this to say in his TikTok the review. The good news is that EA Motive did not screw this up. This is a great game. It's a great reintroduction to Dead Space. It's a fun time if you've played it before. I think it'll be even more fun if you've never played it before. A few choices hold it back from being amazing. I wasn't amazed playing it. This game's chock full of new things. It's gorgeous. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But in some places, I think it, to its detriment, stays with what Dead Space was in 2008 when it would have been nicer maybe to move it forward a bit. But I don't want to make it sound like I'm being negative. I had a blast playing dead space the good news is that ea motive didn't there you i freaking love this game i'm playing oh, yeah. through it right now and it and you can hear us talk about it even more on the games cast that went up but my god dead space is fantastic this is the best way to play this game and if you haven't played it before i highly recommend it and this remake is just really damn good and i feel like my the biggest compliment i can give is i haven't played dead space since it first came out loved it when it first came out i play this one and it feels like i remember it being it definitely is not. They have mm -hmm. changed so many things, but the experience feels authentic to what I remember loving. So kudos to the team at Motive. They absolutely knocked out of the park as far as I'm concerned. Hell yeah. I hope this is the start of something uh, new for EA, right? I would love to see more remakes of this vein. I would love to see more great decisions in Greenlighting games because we talk about all the time the villain like the villain publishers of the industry right and like whenever an ea press conference comes by a lot of people are like oh man am i gonna hear more about uh the sports games and fifa and nba live and you're probably not gonna hear about nba live sims. the sims right like people get very bored and like they nod off when it comes to ea but i feel like ea lately in the last what three to five years has been making some good decisions right some bad well, they, decisions. they, they <laughs> lucked out with respawn yeah right? that's, that's the thing. here's the thing like, <laughs> a little padded there respawn was basically my whole example yeah because right? they fucked uh titanfall 2 of course like with the release the uh, slate of that but like you know between uh jedi uh, fallen order apex basically everything that respawn's doing mm -hmm. jedi survivor coming up right there's a lot of a lot of exciting shit in that realm for ea but then also what motive's doing and, motive like, and squadrons even squadrons, squadrons being a, a great game yeah, and Skate being announced, you know, like, I think there are some more promising, exciting things coming from EA. And isn't there, like, well, they also have the Marvel stuff, too, which sounds exciting. Uh -huh. um, I mean, and they had um, the Joseph Ferris team. Um, oh, yeah, all the EA originals, right? It yeah, takes two. What's that team's called? Something light. Called? Torchlight. Um, Haze uh, Light. Liam, Haze Light. Yeah? Yeah. Haze Light. Haze Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, the thing that I think is cool about EA where they're at right now is if they were to do an EA play or something, there are multiple things we'd be excited about potentially being announced, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, they might actually do it. Like, De Dead Space being remade is an exciting announcement. They did it. Yeah. And now I mean, they followed through on it. Mass Effect Legendary good. Edition happened, right? And it was good. People enjoyed Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Like, there yeah. have been more wins for EA in the last few years than I feel like there had been in the last decade. Yeah, yeah. And that's saying a lot. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, what is the next thing remade? You know, Tim, if, if EA could come to you right now and be like, yo, we're going to remake one of our games. You already, you already know. What's bless. that? We're oh. broken ass records. NBA Street Volume 2. Bring it back. You know Bring you want back. to. Yeah, you know you want to. Come on. 
another review roundup for you uh so this is story number five you got season a letter to the future reviews on metacritic it is sitting at a 77 on open critic it is sitting at an 80 mark delaney at GameSpot gave it an 8 out of 10 and says scavenger studios semi-open world adventure game is equal parts poetry memoir and mindfulness exercise pam Fernand, uh, pam ferdinand at game rant gave it a four out of five stars and says it probably won't appeal to those who have a hankering for a more action-oriented experience but for a relaxing evening on the couch without much thinking required the the adventure title definitely delivers it's simply a beautiful game both in terms of graphics and the story that it tells and it will leave player it will leave players with a pleasant sense of wonder curiosity and vague nostalgia and then blessing i kind of funny gave it a three out of five what that motherfucker have to say it had this to say one of the things i love the most in a video game is when a game asks you to get lost in its world take in the environment appreciate the sights and bask in a land you've never been to before this is entirely the premise of season and in my time playing through the game i found myself enraptured by the art style while also being super into its gameplay premise you're a photographer and a journalist traveling through new lands and documenting the culture of the current season before it washes away you'll talk to characters to get their perspective of the dying season and ride your bike through the game's open world which at times evoked a feeling of peace and serenity that reminded me of games like shadow of colossus and journey even though i love season's art style and unique setup the game does falter in a few areas the voice acting doesn't do justice to its at times fantastic poetic writing controlling the bike can get a bit frustrating when you need a bit more maneuverability by the end of my time in season i was ultimately left wanting a more fully fleshed out world to uncover and document ultimately while i'd say season gets an okay on our review scale if the premise sounds interesting to you i would highly recommend checking it out because one of the things I love the there most. There you go. Shout out again to Roger and the editing team uh, for their fantastic work. And yeah, like season, it, going back to my Sonic review, where I was like, Sonic is a three out of five that I love, like a five out of five. Season, I would say, is a three out of five that I love, like a four out of five. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where like, I really enjoyed my time with season, but I do think that it gets in uh, in its own way quite a bit with some of the, the execution that they have there. Um, but it's one where if you read through the reviews, if you hear the premise of the game, if you look at the art style and you're like, yo, I really want to experience that like i want to try it out i would say hey pick it up because i am glad i played through it even though my, my um, i landed at the three out of five mark mm-hmm. for it so last news story story number six kenny omega and rahul Kohli will appear in like a dragon ishan this is jordan midler at ign AEW wrestler Kenny omega and midnight mass star rahul Kohli will appear in like a dragon ishan it's been announced Sega and Ryu Gagotoku Studio today confirmed that the pair will, will cameo in the upcoming game as, quote, two of the six special guests that answer Sakamoto Ryoma's call for revolution, end quote. Omega and Coley will appear as trooper cards in the game. Uh, quote, trooper cards are a combat feature that grant temporary but devastating power-ups and special abilities when activated real-time in battle, according to Sega. Quote, I've been a fan of the Like a Dragon series for years, and to be forever immortalized in Like a Dragon Ishin, the newest entry in one of the most iconic game franchises of all time, is surreal, Omega said in a press statement. Shout out Kenny Omega, living his best life, and shout out to our boy, Raul Coley. Let's go. I just love it. that He is just, it's a meteoric rise to the top, man. The takeover. The takeover. I love it, man. So proud of him. Love that he's just popping up literally everywhere. TV, movies, games. Yeah, out here. Yeah, Kojima, do something with the uh, do something with the boy. That's inevitable, do right? Do something. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Look at him. Look at 
at him. Look at him. Look at this guy. Beautiful. He's so hot. <laughs> I hate God. it. Uh, but yeah, this is awesome. Like I, I uh, like a dragon. The more we get to it, or uh, I like a dragon Ishin, The more we get to it, the more the more I see gameplay, and the more I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of want to try this out. This actually looks really fun. And that's yeah. usually my reaction. Card to Card game Poppy. That uh, what was that? Card game Poppy. Is that what you called? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How do you know they called me that in the streets? I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Word spread, spreads quick. Um, but yeah, like I have that with a lot of the Yakuza games and the Judgment games as well, where I see the gameplay and I'm like, damn, this looks really cool. I want to get into this. And then somehow it's always seven hours. I always put in seven hours into <laughs> these games. It happened with Yakuza 0. It happened with Like a Dragon. It happened with Lost Judgment. And it's not even like I'm like, oh, man, okay, I'm out. It's just the fact that like something else gets in the way, and yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it. I never do. Um, I think and like those it, games are always like much longer than you expect them to. be. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, I'm like, I get right to the thick of it, to the story of like, oh man, all right, this is getting really interesting. Yeah, like sh- shit's popping off. It's getting really cool. shit's popping off, and then I just fall off. But um, same. I, I I still want to check out like a Dragon Nation because I think this one looks interesting as well, and I I didn't know that they had this interesting card system where you're basically summoning celebrities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to help you in your fights, I think that's really fun. Shout out to uh, Rebecca Valentine, who also got to talk to Kenny Omega about this, I think. Um, she was super stoked about that. So oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out. Speaking of our friends making appearances in games, uh, there was one thing I, I, I saw this morning where uh, Khalif Adams uh, made an appearance in Dead Space Remake, where if you look on the wall here, yeah, Barry is very quick, quick with bringing it up. Um, there's a wall that says Ka Can Cook. Uh, like written in like the video game environmental storytelling graffiti. The rivalry continues. The rivalry continues. Who so like sick. this puts Khan the lead, right? Like, come on, this is, this is so cool. I know Paris. I mean, this is damn. Yeah, I, Paris look, had the controller. At the he had showcase. the controller, which was like a pretty, which was really epic that was really good. But like, come on, bro, this is fucking dope as hell. And I think if I remember correctly, I think this is a surprise to Khan uh, as well. He tweeted about it, and it seemed like he didn't so even know cool. this is happening, and so. Yeah, shout out to that. It's really cool to see to, to see the homies thriving. Yeah, Tim, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see whatever Paris's rebuttal is to the to the cock hand cook mm-hmm. in Dead Space. Mm-hmm. But Paris, he ain't got the stuff, so I bet his rebuttal is just so far away. Yeah. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today, we got Devolver Tumble Time for iOS and Android, Hitman World of Assassination for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Hitman 3 Freelancer, the free update for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I really want to try out that mode. Uh, Oddballers for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Amazon Luna. Oddballers is a cool name. It's a really cool name. We got Power Cord for PC, and let me tell you. It's unfortunate for, for Power Chord that Hi-Fi Rush came out because uh, that's a game that's uh, I've been seeing in my email from press releases, and it, it's a like a rhythm action card game, roguelite. Mm. A lot of the buzzwords that speak to me, and it's out today. And I was like, and I, I, I hit them up. And I was like, yo, send me a code for that thing. And then Hi-Fi Rush comes out, and I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm st- I still want to check it out because I got the code, but this this bad timing on the on the part of Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> you know, leave Power Chord alone, goddammit. <laughs> leave my child alone. Uh, Dread Templar is out today for PC. Uh, Seven Days to End with You is out today for Switch. Cavern of Mars Recharge is out for everything. Pizza Tower is out for PC. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life is out today for everything. Wonderful, or no, sorry, Wonder Boy in Anniversary Collection is out for Switch, PS4, and PS5. Not Wonderful Boy. And then DualSense, the DualSense Edge controller is out today. We got new dates for you. Meet Your Maker, open beta, starts on February 6th. Redemption Reapers prepares for a battle with a launch date set for February 22nd on Steam for Windows PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. 
Road 96 Mile Zero is a prequel coming to PS- uh, to PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, Switch in a- on April 4th. And then Fuga Melodies of Steel 2 launches May 11th for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Alfredo's birthday. Uh, Alfredo launch- launches today <laughs> on January 26, 2023. Uh, deals of the day for you. We have, uh, Prime-, we have Prime Gaming's February uh, free titles lineup uh, over on Prime Gaming. You can get. The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind Game of the Year Edition, Onsen Master, Aerial Knights Never Yield, Divine Knockout, Heck. One Hand Clapping, <laughs> Bats, Bloodsucker, Anti-Terror Squad, uh, Space Crew Legendary Edition, Tunchi, not related to Lil Wayne, Space Warlord, Oregon Trading Sim. And then from uh, Video Games Chronicle, the next free Epic Game Store titles have been revealed. Uh, you're getting Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and Management Tycoon uh, game, City of Gangsters. Those will be free to claim from Epic's PC Marketplace from February 2nd to February 9th. Play Death of the Outsider. It doesn't get enough love, and it's an also uh, another fantastic Dishonored game from Arcane. Hell yeah. Now it's time reader mail remember you can write in to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to get your questions read on the show just like pizza bagel did pizza bagel pizza bagel writes in and says and out today i want to put on your radar pizza tower is a wario land inspired game all right <laughs> pizza bagels writing in about pizza tower there's something there's pizza. some collusion going on big here pizzas listen to the kind of funny games daily and they're trying to take over uh pizza tower is a wario land inspired game that some people uh that some people i know have been working on for five years now it's heavily focused on speed and mobility and it has so much love poured into it i highly recommend giving it a shot here's the trailer hope y'all can check it out this I- looks cool as hell like it looks like a uh, Super Nintendo or, or you know what it looks like a Genesis game but like made nowadays yeah oh man yeah I really like this art style like the art style is very like flat and Rocco's cartoony. Modern Lifey yeah Rocco's Modern yeah. Life might be the, the good comparison to make oh, that's yeah, this, cool man this is rad yeah and I like I like a good fast play, fast paced 2D platformer like that is my jam <laughs> maybe that's why I like Sonic <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah thank you Pizza Bagel for writing, for writing in with that this looks really cool is that split screen multiplayer yeah that was Sonic 2 style oh alright I see what you're doing there love that now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe Ooh. somebody wrote in we got that they wrote in about the call thing we appreciate that uh, and then uh, Nano writes in and says, just wanted to say today is Reb's birthday. Everyone should go wish her a happy birthday on Twitter at Duck Valentine. 1,000%. Happy birthday, Rebecca Valentine. Very big happy birthday, happy Rebecca Valentine. birthday. And happy birthday to Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Sasha Banks. Thank you, Cool Greg, in the background for keeping us honest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for com slash you're wrong. Uh, there's one more day in the week. It is Friday. Tomorrow's hosts are going to be Tim. And me. That's right. We're oh, back yeah. at it like a, like a bad, bad habit. Bad. I'm going to bring some Friday energy tomorrow, Tim. Oh, you're bringing Friday energy I'm bringing Friday? Friday energy tomorrow. I can't we need wait. It. We need it, blessed. You know what else we're doing tomorrow? What's I that? think we can talk about this. Fuck it. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, shit. After me and you do games daily, we're doing another stream out here. Oh. I think we're doing a couch stream. And guess what we're playing for on the couch? Oh, yeah. There's only one game we can play. Couch, go up. Or not be, it's me. It's you. It's Nick. It's Snowbike Mike. I have no idea what we're doing. And we're playing some GoldenEye 64, baby. I did not know this, and I'm fucking excited. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's fucking go. It's going to be so much fun. Hell yeah. Uh, If you're watching the live right now, after this, I believe, (laughs) this is what I wrote yesterday, but, you know, plans change. I think I'm playing Hi-Fi Rush on stream. 
tune in for that we'll see if that happens maybe uh, there's elden ring i don't uh, I, yeah I don't elden know. ring <laughs> that's a big think, shift yeah that's not high that's not high fi rush uh, that's what i see on the calendar now is elden ring after this is a surprise if you want to catch <laughs> that surprise later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every i appreciate you rubbing your hands because you're about to shake my hand yep after that or uh each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about until next time game daily <laughs>